0: Tonight we're going to continue with our our GZM meetings as we go through the steps, and tonight we're going to be uh, diving into step five, which is that we admitted to God and to ourselves and to another human being the exact natures of our wrongs, and typically the fourth and the fifth step carry this giant, enormous ball of fear attached to it, Um, when people are are told or they hear that they need to work a fourth and a fifth step that anxiety begins to to take place because it it's this confession step it's it's i'm going to have to relive the pain step you know i'm going to have to tell all my dirty little secrets step you know and that's not necessarily true um it's a cleansing step it's a healing step it's allowing Jesus into the broken places step. It's a opening up our denial closet and saying, It's time to to process and heal step. You know, that as we were talking about last week, you know, we we stuff all this stuff in our denial closet and it's been in there for far too long and we keep trying to stuff things in here and, and it's over full and a lot of dysfunction and chaos is taking place in our life and, you know, as we Come to this place where we're ready to work a fourth, the fifth comes along with it. And, you know, I typically try to teach people that these steps are more linked than previously thought. You know, that this isn't to write a list down so that you can tell somebody. You know, that's part of it. But as the step says to God, to yourself, and then to somebody else, that there's two giant steps before you ever share your dirty little secrets with anyone, that you've been praying through it, as you write these things down, as you're making this moral inventory, as you're making this fearless and searching moral inventory, as you're writing things down, as you're processing these things, that you're praying yourself through these things, that you're asking God to forgive you of your parts, and you're asking God to help you to to let go and forgive other people you know and you're recognizing even your sixth and seventh step which is character defects and shortcomings that these things are all kinda coming up on your pieces of paper you know so you're really working a series of, of steps all at the same time that as you're going through this you're praying for God to remove character defects you're asking Him to to take shortcomings you're asking to forgive you're asking to let go You know, there's all this stuff that's going on as you bring prayer into your fourth and your fifth step. So often, I remember, when I was early in in my years of recovery, it was basically write a list and share it with somebody. And, you know, if you believed in God, that's great, but what do you do with it? You share it with God. How do you do that? You know, and it's like, as I grew as a Christian, you know, as we have all this junk in our past that we we don't really know what to do with you know it's adding God into these situations because I'm a firm believer that many of us have come to Jesus and we go to church and we probably even read our Bibles and we pray but why are we still stuck why is there this brokenness why is there this emptiness why is there this pain that's still here You know. It, and I believe that it's because that we haven't entirely made Jesus the Lord of our entire life. That we we like the idea that we have forgiven us of sins, but then we have this whole category of people that have sinned against us. That we'll get to it at some other time. That I'll forgive them when it's when I feel right to forgive them. You know, and you know, and there's all this pain that's still on the inside of us, and we don't really know what to do with it because you know, even thinking about forgiving some of these people, we get upset, we get angry, and we're like, nope, not doing it. And then we just kind of silently close the door to our denial closet and we let those people stay in there. Well, you know, that pain and that sin is still decaying, and, it, and it's corrupting us emotionally and spiritually, you know, and it, and it's a heaviness on our hearts. So as we are truly trying to make the Jesus the Lord of our lives, you know, this to me is... The epitome of doing that because I'm going through chronologically in my life and I'm, I'm trying to systematically sift through all my pain. You know, and there's two truths that are very important is that there's not anything that you weren't present for, and there's not anything that Jesus wasn't present for. So there's no real secrets between you and Him as you go through this stuff. So there's nothing that you don't know, and there's nothing that He doesn't know. It's not like you're going to come across something, and Jesus is going to be like, Wow, I forgot all about that. You know, that every single thing, as we address it, he's already prepared before we even write it down. You know, and we have to come to this conclusion that he is more ready for us to have healing than we are. That he's standing there ready and saying, come on, this is going to be awesome. You know, and he wants to take us through these valleys, these, the valley of the shadow of death. He wants to go into the darkness of our pain, he wants to go in the darkness of our minds, he wants to go to the darkness of our past and light that stuff up and set the captives free. You know, as we just celebrated Easter, you know, the resurrection, you know, that that Jesus walks out of the tomb. You know, and the other story that a man walks out of the tomb. You know, Jesus tells him to leave his grave clothes behind. You know, and so often we walk out of our pain into Christianity, but we are so clothed with our pain that we might put one thing down or two things down, but we have all this dysfunction and pain that we still wrap it. Our identity is still in the fact that I got rejected, our identity is still in the fact that I got abandoned, abused, molested, you know, cheated on you know there's all these things that our identity is still rooted in these places and Jesus is saying no your identity is in me and me alone and it's not until we begin to address some of these things that we can say you know what you don't own me anymore that i belong to jesus you know and i'm i'm a firm believer that we kind of have to stand toe to toe with some of these events in our life and and basically say satan get behind me because i don't live there anymore you know and so often we're trying to move forward into our, our new life and we're so anchored into stuff that happened to us that many of us in this room and many of us listening to this message still have unforgiveness dating back to the times that we were before seven five years old there's events that took place in our lives that were so extreme and so painful that we are still having deep-rooted issues that are still relating back to our early adolescence you know, and it's I'm trying to walk forward, and I'm hooked there. So it's like I, I'm tethered, almost like a dog on a chain that I can only get so far because I can't get free of that thing, and I try to pretend that it's not there. So as I go through my fourth, and I get to this place with my fifth, and I'm working my fifth as I do my fourth, but it's not this fourth and then fifth for me. It's a fourth and a fifth it's overlapping. So as I'm writing stuff down, I'm praying through it. You know, eventually as I get through my anger and my fears and my sex stuff, you know, I've completed my fourth to the best of my ability, that you should pray through it one more time. You know, and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal anybody that still needs to be addressed. Any situation, any event that you may have forgotten. And trust me, you will forget something. For those of us that are very perfectionist and over-analytical and you are Get paralyzed by the fact that you didn 't do it perfectly you 'll never do it perfectly. There's always going to be something that you forgot because if you 're anything like me, you burned a few too many brain cells on the road to to recovery you know, and it 's important for us to get to a place and say all right i 've done the best that I can you know that I can have the spirit of excellence, you know, but i can 't have the spirit of perfection because Jesus is the only one that had that you know so it 's so important that i do the best that i can i do a searching and fearless moral inventory but as i get to this place that i'm praying through it and i'm i'm really analyzing it i'm starting to try to connect some of my dots you know many of us have dated the same person they just had a different face right you know we get attracted to certain types of people for whatever reason and certain people are attracted to us you know brokenness attracts brokenness i i say that it's like puzzle pieces you know we we connect in in pain. You know, I've had pain, and you've had pain. You know, and it's it's this crazy thing that we find. You know, relationships burst in pain, and we wonder why they don't work out all that great. You know, today, you know, because of Jesus, hopefully the common bond that we have is Christ. You know, it's not that any of us have ever been perfect. You know, it's not that any of us haven't had sin. It's not that any of us haven't had sin against us. But the truth of the matter is is that we're connecting with Christ instead of pain, you know so as we move forward, as we analyze this stuff and we realize that I keep making some of these same mistakes over and over and over again. How did I get here again? How many times have we said that very statement you know, why am I having to go through this again? I thought I learned this lesson you know that you know there's times that that we get to you know so far down the path and then we right on the verge of breakthrough we go back around the mountain because it's too painful or something's uncomfortable or we don't know what's around the corner you know in my own life I've had to work on my control issues and as I've you know worked with a lot of people in recovery most of us have control issues you know because we have real painful paths and we have painful childhoods and we use control to protect ourselves But the truth of the matter is, is when we come to Jesus, He loves messing with us control freaks, because He's like, let me have it. And we're like, no, 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 you do it my way, and then it'll be okay. You know, thus saith Tom. You know, and it's like, we, we don't really know that we're doing it, but we do, and it's like we pray these prayers, and Jesus is like, well, let's go this way. And we're like, no, 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 you have to do this first. And we play this bargaining game with Jesus, that He has to prove Himself first. And He's like, well, I, I kind of did the cross thing. That was kind of cool. You know, it, was that not enough for you? And most of the time, we'd be like, yeah, 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 that's good. But, you know, we have this inner broken child that needs complete proof, the analysis, the the Excel sheet you know, laid out before us. We need to know exactly what You're going to do. And then if I agree with it, Jesus, that I'll be okay with doing Your will. You know, and last I knew that it's never happened in the history of ever, you know, but the problem is, is that we have all this stuff that we can't move forward because we're hooked to it, you know, and he's trying to to bring this stuff to the surface more and more and more as we go along. And when we don't address certain things and we try to run from certain things, isn't he so awesome? That he brings us back around to let us know that that's not going to work, and in our best efforts to run away, he comes and finds us. You know that recently, you know, come across the the awesomeness of that he's with us always. He he never leaves us, never forsakes us, and that's an awesome blessing. But when we're trying to run away from him, it's a it's a curse, and we just wish that he would leave us alone in our sin. But we're also grateful that he doesn't leave us alone in our sin. So, all this stuff that we try to hide and we try to bury and we try to pretend isn't there, that he keeps bringing these things to the surface one way or another. You know, if we gravitate towards addiction, you know, drinking and drugging, we get to this place where it's really not working out and we keep getting more and more consequences. You know, if Jesus is trying to deal with us in relationships and we're trying to get in relationships, they never seem to work out all that great you know, and they get real chaotic real fast, you know, and, you know, if the area of money or area of food, you know, and we try to ignore it, he brings that stuff right back to the surface, because there's, there's other issues going on inside of us, that these sins are just symptoms of the core pains, you know, and and until we start to deal with some of the core pain, that we're going to keep manifesting out in our symptoms, which, you know, gravitate towards sin, you know, maybe we're not drinking and drugging anymore, But maybe we're overeating and we're having issues with lust and and, and other, you know, places in our life that are out of control. You know, and as we do this fourth and this fifth, and the character defects and the shortcomings, and we really look at all this area of our lives, you know, it's put down before us. You know, I call it the blueprint. You know, we have this blueprint of our lives of really everything that we've ever been through. You know, things that have happened to us, things that we've done to other people, we basically have it down in, on paper. You know, and as we really begin to analyze, analyze this stuff and pray through it and look through it, by the time we get to share it with another human being, there's already been an ex- exceedingly amount of healing that's already taken place because we've been praying through it as we go through it. You know, and we've been looking at it as we go through it you know so by the time we actually sit down with someone that we trust and share this stuff jesus has already done a deep work in us you know that a lot of the things that we would say are are too painful to share that those things are less painful you know and we we might have some areas in our life that are still pretty sensitive you know and it's so important that we're spending time with jesus about these things you know that no one's asking you to, to share your di- dirty little secret so that you're exposed. It's so that we can confess them and find healing in our lives. You know, in, in James 5, it says, confess to a brother, you know, and they will lay hands on you and pray and their fervent prayers will bring healing. You know, in, in Psalm 34, David's talking about confession and how it heals him, heals his soul. That there is such a, an element of confession that it sets us free. You know, and the first thing that we need to realize is that we can come straight to Jesus. You know, that we don't need an intercessor, we don't need a certain person necessarily to come before us to help us get to God, that we can just go straight to him. But a lot of us struggle with that, that I feel so broken, I feel so unworthy, that why would this God of this universe want to pay any attention to me and my prayers? You know, and I remember when I first started praying, I didn't think my prayers any went higher than the ceiling. But as I continued to pray about certain things, I started to notice those coincidences that kept showing up. You know, I started to realize that, well, this prayer stuff is really kind of working. You know, and I, and the more I learned about Christ, you know, in my third step, as I'm turning my will over and I'm reading my Bible. I'm starting to learn that He loves me no matter what I've been through and He loves me no matter what I've done and He loves me period That nothing can separate me from His love. So if He loves me, that He's gonna walk with me into these dark places to help set me free. You know, and I have to realize that I'm not doing this alone, that I'm going into these bad memories with Jesus. You know, and as I look through it and as I pray through it by the time I share it with someone, that there should have already been a significant weight that's been lifted off of me, you know, and there might be some things that are like I still have some deep resentments towards this person, I still have some real insecurities about this, I'm real struggling with that, and that's what the person is for as I share it with them is that I have accountability, I have someone that is a little bit further down the path that they've done this before, they you know understand their word, they understand. These biblical principles that they can see the connections and help you to see, you know, different aspects of things that maybe you haven't seen because you're still have some emotional connections in some of these things. And as you begin to pray through it and you start to look at this, you know, you see the character defects that are coming to the surface, and there may be a few others that come to the surface. And, you know, I like to to create a prayer list as you're going through your fourth and the fifth is stuff that you need to continue to pray about because you. You may have forgiven 80%, 90% of the people that are in your list, but there might be a few people that have hurt you deeply, and it's been in there for so long that it's hard to get that stuff out. So I, I need to continue to pray for the willingness to let go and the willingness to forgive. You know, there may be stuff that I've done that I, I still feel a lot of shame, condemnation for, and I don't know how to let go of that. Like, and I, I have to continue to pray about this and, and fight through and, and recognize the lies of the enemy you know and it's so important that we are going through this step by step because it it's so such a freeing you know time in our lives that we we put it off we put it off we put it off and i really honestly i've never met anybody that finally did it and, and we're like that was dumb i shouldn't have done it every single person is like wow that was awesome. you know i i feel so much better and i have A lot of people that try to analyze it too much and they're like, well, what's going to happen? I have no idea what God's going to do, to be honest with you. But I know that God is going to do something. Because why? If we're giving Him all this sin that I'm still hanging on to, that I'm still saying that I'm the Lord of these areas, that I'm still hanging on to the bitterness and the resentments, I'm still thinking about hurting and, and I want justice and vengeance for certain circumstances in my past as I begin to let go of this stuff, there's such a weight it begins to shift to the cross, and that the blood of Jesus begins to completely cover this area and there 's this deliverance that takes place there 's this liberation of sin that takes place because I finally give it it over you know it, and you may have to revisit some of these areas that you know as you you know go through a garden you know and you 're trying to 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 plant plants in a garden, you have to remove the stones. You move the bigger stones first and then you got to get through the, the smaller ones and eventually you have fertile soil. That some of us need to get some of these bigger areas out of the way? You know, that we're stuck in certain places of our lives. You know, we have certain things that we have yet to been able to really deal with. You know, and our fourth and our fifth step really begins to dislodge the stuff that's locked deep down inside of us and we don't really know how to find freedom because we're trying to do it our way you know And part of our brain has this self-preservation in there and it's like well I can't do that because then I'm gonna hurt myself but the truth of the matter is is that I'm hurting myself more by not doing it you know and the, when I finally get to that place where I'm so tired of the pain I begin to face my fears you know and what I continue to learn in my own life and try to teach other people is that fear isn't really real it's this manifestation that we make in our mind and it keeps us paralyzed you know and a lot of times we're paralyzed by our analysis paralysis by analysis you know we overthink things and then our anxiety goes through the roof you know and it's so important to just do it you know I remember a long time ago as I was going through college you know and I would get writer's block because I'd be trying to think too much you know and I went over to one of the pastor's house and he had written on the wall it says just write don't think. You know, and so often we try to overthink it and it's really just kind of you already know it. So it's like you're trying to find the best way to say it and it's just start writing. You know, and you know it's important that we set time aside that we need to to schedule time for ourselves to do it because if we put it on the back burner, we're never going to have time to do it. We're never going to make that extra time because we're not going to want to do it, you know. Oh, you know, I've had a long day at work. You know, you know, there's this show that's coming out. Oh, I gotta to go to this group. Oh, it's church time. You know, oh, I'll get to it later. And you never know. The next thing you know, you know, months have gone by. You know, and one thing that I've learned is that all this stuff that we're trying to deal with in our fourth and our fifth step is the very things that the enemy uses to keep us stuck in sin. So the longer I prolong my fourth and my fifth step, the longer I get these attacks from the enemy. And then I think that God's not paying attention. And then I think that God's not working because I have this giant open door into my past because I I literally have opened up the things that the enemy's been using in my life since I was a little kid to keep me trapped in sin. So here I am, I've dealt with some of it, but some of it's still exposed. You know, and it's so important that I systematically try to move through it as fast as possible that, you know, as you're working through your fourth and your fifth, you know, you're you're writing stuff down on a consistent basis. You know, I've had people that take years, months, you know, way too long. You know, it should be done in a few months. You know, I mean, you literally, if you really started to concentrate on it, you could be done in weeks, a you know, month at tops, you know, and it's so important that you're not trying to rush yourself through it, but you're doing it, you know, that that it, it is emotional it is draining you know there's a lot of times that you're going to do it and you're going to feel like you just went through 10 rounds with Mike Tyson you know that you're going to be overwhelmed you're like oh my god i just need a nap you know and, and that's okay because you're you're processing deep rooted things that have been in there a long long time but as you pray through it and as you process this stuff as you analyze it and eventually share it with somebody else the enemy can't use it anymore because you're finding biblical truths to come and, and apply to these things. You know, one of the aspects that I like to add to this is that you, you look at what is the lie and what is the truth. You know, so often that we've believed a lie for a long, long time. You know, that this event happened to me and I'm unworthy. And this event happened to me and I'm, I'm no good. And this event happened to me and I'm unlovable. You know, this event happened to me and everyone's going to leave me and everyone's going to cheat on me. You know, so every new circumstance that I go through, that I have this this lie in my head that prevents me from building new relationships because I can't trust you because everybody in my past has hurt me. You know, I'm going to break up with you before you break up with me so because I know you're going to break up with me eventually and we have all these dysfunctional, broken relationships. You know, and... We jump into a new relationship before we ever really healed from the last relationship. And we carry all the baggage from the last relationship into the new relationship. And we wonder why it doesn't work out. You know, that there's all these lies that we have in our heads that have to be rewritten. You know, it talks about you know, our mind to be renewed in Romans you know 12. That I have to rewrite these lies with truths. You know, so it's important that I recognize this is the lie that took to this event. You know, and then I go through and I, I find scripture to combat that lie. So then, when I feel this emotion, when I feel this lie come out that I'm no good and I'm unworthy, that I can begin to address it with the truth. And that's when I can arrest these thoughts and bring them captive and bring them back to the obedience of Christ. And then, when the enemy tries to push my buttons hard enough because he's waiting for the opportune time to get me to slip, that I can resist him because I have defense now. I have the word of God. I have the sword of the Lord that I can come against the deception and the lies and the schemes and the plans and the plots of the enemy. And I can do it more effectively because I'm not falling for the lie. I'm not falling into the trap that, oh, you're no good and no one's going to love you, so I might as well just jump into this new relationship because this person said I was cute. And then the next thing you know, it's like, well, you don't really need to wait for marriage because the Bible was written a long time ago. And then next thing you know, you're in a relationship you shouldn't be with and you're having sex and you wonder why things are real chaotic and dysfunctional. Because you never adapted and talked to the person and grew spiritually or emotionally. You just grew physically and then you're stuck in sin again. And it's like, why does this keep happening to me? Well, it's rooted back here somewhere in our childhood, you know, and in our early Early adolescence, that we we looked at relationships as a physical means rather than a a spiritual and emotional means, you know. And then, how come I can't have friends? And how come it's hard for me to relate to guys? And how come it's hard for me to relate to women, you know? Because all my friends have cheated on me, or all my friends have tried to cheat on my girlfriends or boyfriends. And there's all this problems in there, you know. Why can't I trust God? It's because I have a hard time, you know, forgiving my dad. You know, and there's all this stuff that's connected and we don't think that it's this big of a deal. You know, but as we begin to process all these different events and we begin to give them to Jesus and we begin to process it and use the Word of God and and recognize lies and put truth on top of it, the next thing we begin to see is that when the enemy tries to attack us in the areas that he's been attacking us for a long, long time, like, oh, not today, devil. You know, and I'm able to To shut that that down, you know, and I'm able to resist him and I submit to God and eventually the enemy leaves me alone in these areas, you know, as James four, seven and eight says, you know, it's so important that we are learning to fight spiritually. You know, many of us are runners, some of us are fighters, you know, and you know, we've created a lot of chaos in our life. But today our weapons are not carnal, our weapons are spiritual, you know. So prayer is our number one defense mechanism it's also our number one offensive you know tactic using the word you know when the enemy tries to come at us what did jesus do he said it is written you know and the enemy tried to trick him he said no this is what the bible says you know so the enemy tries to bring a lie we can then say this is what the bible says it is written you know what does god say you know about this event about me you know it, it's important that we know what God is saying, so that we, when the enemy tries to trick us, that we can say, not today, this is what the Bible says, this is what God says. You know, And before we know it, all this junk that we've been carrying around with us for such a long time becomes less and less and less, and then we see ourselves getting a little bit more of a track record of doing good things and positive things, and we aren't seeing the, the backslides and the falls on our faces as often, and we like get shocked and then we freak out a little bit, like, wait, I don't know who I am anymore because I'm like actually walking like with God and I'm doing good and then we get freaked out for a minute, like, No, 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 it's okay, it's okay, I'm doing good. You know, and because a lot of times the fear of what might come and the fear of success sabotages us too. Why? It's because I've screwed up everything I've ever touched. You know, so when things start to go good, I sabotage it real good real quick because that I feel more comfortable in chaos and pain than I do peace, you know, and as I started to work my steps, I started to recognize that boredom is really peace, and i don't need to go find chaos. I can actually leave chaos alone and enjoy peace and i didn't think that that was possible i i, I recognized peace as boredom, so anytime I would have peace i'd screw it up, and i'd let the wrong person back in, you know. And what this has taught me, you know, is to to be okay with myself. You know, so often we go hang out with people that we don't like because we'd rather hang out with people that we don't like than hang out with the person that we hate the most and that's the person that we see in the mirror. You know, and as we begin to process this stuff, that we become comfortable in our own skin and that we actually believe some of the things that God says about us, that you are worthy and I do love you and that I do have a purpose and a plan for you and that that I am breaking your chains away from you. But so often we're so focused on all the junk that we've been through that it's hard for us to see that God can do anything with me because I feel so crappy about myself. And as I begin to go through this stuff, I realize that God is way more powerful than I think He is. I put too many limitations on Him, that He is a big, big God, that if Jesus can go to the cross and, and come out of the tomb, that He can handle my past. You know, and it's so important that we realize the power of the cross and the power of the resurrection because that very thing is, is raising us back to life again that very thing is breaking us free from the sin and the the death that's in our life. That He is victory over that. And He wants to give that to me. He wants to give that to you that we have the same power that rose Christ from the grave and it dwells inside of us because we have the Holy Spirit. And if I have the Holy Spirit, that I have the power to walk free from this stuff. But Jeremiah 6.14 says, I can't heal a sin or a heal wound that I say isn't there. And so often we keep these things in denial and we keep these things hidden and we try to go through the, you know, our lives, praise the Lord, you know, I love you, Jesus. And then meanwhile I'm sinning in secret and I'm wondering why I'm not getting breakthrough and I have a hard time relating to people because I have all the sin that's still in my life. And I don't know how to, to be real with people because I'm trying to live two different lives at the same time. And what this has taught me is that I can be transparent and real. You know, I believe that the Lord has called me to radical transparency. Or if you would have told me that many, many years ago, I'd be like, "Not today," because I got to keep all my stuff hidden, because I got to keep my 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 junk hidden, so you don't know who I really am. Because if you knew who I really am, you wouldn't like me very much, and you'd reject me before you got to know me. So I'm already letting you reject me before you ever get to know me. And I, this process of coming. Free of all this pain and coming free of all this junk in our past and really becoming the man, becoming the woman that, that Jesus has called us to be is rooted right here. You know, I, I am a firm believer that there is such power that takes place as we go through this fourth and this fifth because we're systematically praying through every little event that's ever taken place in our life. You know, and we've never really done that before. You know, God, forgive me of my sins. You know, okay, you have Jesus. Well, not really. That's not in the Bible. And he says, deny yourself and follow me. Well, I try to follow him, but I'm not denying myself because I'm dragging all this stuff with me. And I wonder why I get tired in my Christian walk. And I wonder why I'm overwhelmed all the time. It's because I'm carrying stuff that doesn't belong to me because Jesus paid for all that stuff. It belongs on the cross. And it's so important that I begin to take this stuff to the cross, little at a time. Take this, Jesus. Help me to let go of this, Jesus. Help me to forgive this, Jesus. And as we get lighter and lighter, it becomes so much easier to walk with Him on a regular basis and go and do what He asks us to do. Because we know He set us free of that, that we know He'll take care of this too. He'll take care of our future because He took care of our past. You know, a Scripture that's really dear to me is that those who have been forgiven much, love much. You know, And I realized how much I needed to be forgiven because I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. You know, and as I, I learned that He loved me in the depths of my sin, that I learned to love Him back. And then through that relationship, He turned around and taught me to love myself. And then I was able to love other people. But as long as I'm keeping this stuff stuck, I won't let you love me because I won't let you see who I really am because eventually you'll run into this stuff that I keep hidden. You know, but if I let Jesus have it, I have nothing to hide. And the sting of sin has been removed and it just becomes part of my testimony. It's not this emotional painful thing that I went through. So I can openly talk about abandonment and rejection issues, getting molested as a kid. Why? Because Jesus took it. Jesus took the pain and now it's just part of my message. It's just part of my testimony. It's just part of something I went through. It's not something that's still living inside of me. That Jesus took care of it. Jesus healed it. You know, And it's so important that we realize no matter what we went through, Jesus wants to heal it. Jesus wants to take it. Jesus wants to set you free of it, and then Jesus wants to help you to help other people find freedom from their stuff too. You know, and, and that's part of this is that as you get out of your freedom or out of your pain and find freedom, that eventually you start running into people that have gone through similar circumstances, and you can share your testimony how Jesus has set you free. If you would just bow your heads with me, Lord, we thank you so much. We thank you that you never give up on us. We thank You that Your your Word is true. We thank You that Your presence is real. We thank You that You guide us through every nook and cranny of our lives, Lord. Help us to be willing to let You in to the, the areas of darkness that still keep us stuck, Lord. We ask that You would pull down every stronghold, that Your light would shine upon us and we too would become light, that there would be no area for the enemy to hide in our past or in our lives, Lord, that we would be fully transparent with You and... Someday we'd be fully transparent with others, Lord. Help us to use our pain, our past, our sin for your glory. That what the enemy intended for evil, God, you can use for your glory. But we first must surrender it. We first must give it to you. We first must lay it down at the foot of the cross, Lord. And we ask that you would give us the strength, give us the courage, help us to connect to the right people so that we can learn how to do this effectively and find the freedom that you truly want to give us. And we thank you so much for everything that you're doing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen.